Welcome to the Equipping You in Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. The Equipping You in Grace podcast is a podcast about helping Christians develop a biblical worldview in a conversational tone about issues inside and outside the church. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Alright guys, well welcome back to the Equipping You Grace podcast. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, I want to talk with you about something that I think is really, really important. And it's something that, you know, you might not think is something that we would really talk about on an, on an episode. But it's something that I think, I want, to, I want to phrase it this way. I want you to consider this both an encouragement and a warning, an encouragement because uh, we need as Christians to be part of the local church. That's where we are uh, participating with others uh, under biblically qualified male leadership to grow in the grace of God together. But there's there's a danger, a warning out here as well because even even listening to this podcast or Warriors of Grace or Servants of Grace. Uh, which I also do every week. Um, it, it, you can get the impression that you know this person that you're listening to is is your pastor. Now, um, in my case, I'm not a pastor. I I am a podcaster. I'm in ministry. I've been in ministry for over uh, 20 years now. Uh, I've served in the local church as a layperson, a Bible teacher. Um, I do do pulpit supply in the area that I live in, in in Southern Oregon. But my encouragement in this episode, and it's an encouragement, is we need to be grounded in the Word of God and in the local church. And also, we need to be making sure that we're listening to trustworthy sources. Now, this is really, really important. Because everybody can have a blog and everybody can have, you know, their podcast. Uh, We need especially to be careful about the sources that we trust and the information in which we're giving. Now, you might hear that and say, well, you're saying that you have to have a Bible college degree and a seminary degree in order to be a podcaster or a blogger. I'm not saying that, okay? I think that if you have a good understanding of the Bible, and you know how to rightly handle the Word of God, and you have some understanding of of systematic theology, you can be a trustworthy source. And you can also admit to people that you're growing in an area. So maybe you're going to do a series through a particular topic that you find interesting, and you're studying it, and you're wanting to share that information with other people. Okay, and you're wanting to be faithful to the Word and faithful to Orthodox theology. I am not talking about you on this that on this episode. But I do want to issue a warning because with the with the growing podcast selection with the growing uh blogging selection uh just because that person is writing something doesn't mean that they necessarily have studied it uh and are a trustworthy person. You need to exercise dis- discernment and you know what? If you need some help with that, you can always reach me, Dave at servantsofgrace.org. 
And some of you might wonder, well, what about you, Dave? Where did you go to school? I had to earn master's degrees in uh, one in one in the Bible and one in ministry, uh, a master's of arts in religion with an emphasis in the Bible and a master's of divinity uh, from uh, in ministry. I have I have served uh, as a men's leader. I have done street ministry. I I, I have gone on missions trips. Uh, to the Philippines and Mexico, and many, many done many really cool things that the Lord has allowed me to do over the years. And so, you know what? I don't, I don't have a problem with somebody wanting to have a blog and a podcast, but they, we need to make sure, especially today, that we're clear about what trustworthy means, because many sources of information that were once trustworthy are no longer trustworthy and authors who were once trustworthy are not trustworthy and so i want you to exercise discernment in all things even on this podcast even listening to this podcast and i'm uh positive that i've said that before if you haven't heard me say that before i'm saying exercise discernment with everything we need to be grounded in the word we need to be grounded in good orthodox theology and we need to be rooted in the local church. So uh, a while back, I wrote this quote on social media. It, it did go somewhat viral. Um, and the quote is this. Christian, enjoying your favorite author, conference speaker, podcaster, it's good to the degree that they are rooted in Scripture. And still these resources are not a replacement, but a supplement to the faithful Lord's Day preaching of your biblically qualified male local church pastor. Now, notice what I said. I said, start out that sentence saying, Christian, enjoying your favorite author, conference speaker, or podcaster is good to the degree they are rooted in Scripture. That means that we must be rooted in the Bible. We must believe that the Bible is inspired, inerrant, sufficient, clear, and authoritative. It is, it is for our life. It is for our godliness. And it's so that our lives can be informed and shaped and molded by the word personally and in the life of the church. And even even with the good that podcasts can do, even with the good that books can do, even with the, the good that blogs and magazines can, can do for our uh, spiritual growth, these resources, all of them, are not a replacement to the local church. They are a supplement. Uh, to the faithful Lord's Day preaching of your biblically qualified male church pastor. And I do say male on purpose because 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 makes clear that it is a man, not a woman, a man following uh, what what Genesis says uh, about a man being born first and a man leading his, his family and so on and so forth. And Scripture is so clear about this because, you know what? Uh, they must be a biblically qualified pastor, male pastor. They must meet the qualifications listed in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1. And that means that even some men will not be biblically qualified, and they should not be elders. They must be biblically qualified men, okay? Uh, and this is, and they are, that means that they have gone through an ordination uh, test and ceremony. They've been tested and examined by other biblically qualified uh, male pastors and elders. Uh, their denominations uh, have a, a test a process 
uh, by which they go through. And I'm a, I'm an, I'm a fan of that. I think that it should take time for a man to become a pastor. I think that his life should be tested. I, I think that he should be examined thoroughly uh, regarding his walk with God, uh, his doctrine, his life, his marriage, uh, his children, and on and on and on. Uh, so now... With that said, a little bit of that explanation about that quote a little bit more. Um, now, there's an important qualification to that quote. Um, now, oh, that is all applicable unless you're, what I said earlier, is all applicable unless your favorite podcaster is your local church pastor, of meaning of the local church that you attend or you're a member of then, you know what, then he could be your favorite podcaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's your, he's your pastor, he's your shepherd. Um, you know, as, as podcasters, we might give, you know, general application to people. We might, even, even as writers, even as authors, we might give general application that, that pertains to Christians as a whole. We might give even specific application about things that, you know, we've learned, we've discovered, or, or as we've ministered to people, maybe we've even as we've preached and so on and so forth. But only, let's be clear about something, only your pastor can give specific application applicable to the people in your congregation. And this is so important because we believe as Reformed people that, that one of the principal means that the Holy Spirit uses as Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. The Holy Spirit uses the, the, pre, the faithful, expository, verse-by-verse ministry of the local church, of your pastor who is studying the word, being in the word, and then preaching the word to people. Um, and so we are coming under the ministry, not of just some man. We are coming under the ministry, we need to be clear, of the word of God. And this is so important because uh, we call this the means of grace. It's, it's What that means is that God is aiming, God uses means, and one of the means that he uses to conform us in a Romans 8.28 way into the image of Christ is the preaching of his word. Now, this is really important. As we, If you haven't listened to the episode with James Coates, uh, earlier uh, this month, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that because that was a great explanation of what preaching is about and what preaching is aiming to do in the life of the church. And this is so important because God intends to use preaching as a primary vehicle. The preaching of the word is to be central in the life of the church, and it's to affect every area of ministry in the church. And then what it does is the word goes out faithfully preached and and focused on Christ. And then what God does is he uses that to help the people to, to learn to not only rightly handle the word of God, but also to, to help them uh, to go out and to equip other people to learn to rightly handle the word of God. And so the ministry of the, the, the preaching of the word is not only it's not only to a principal means to help people grow in in God and in the grace of God, 
But it's also the principle means that God uses to equip and to train the people of God. Now, let me be clear about something, because some of you might have heard that as me saying, oh, well, you shouldn't have Sunday school classes and you shouldn't have small groups. These are great things as as tools, as as uh, ministries, as, as an extension of the preaching ministry of the church. But the preaching ministry of the church on the, from the pulpit on Sunday is to be central to the life and the health of the church. Uh, it's been said, and I agree. Where, where, how, how the, how so far the church will only go so far as the pulpit, meaning that that the health of the church is directly tied to the health of of how what is preached and how it is preached and how the word is handled, because this is this is deadly serious business. And it's also this is also important because um, it's tempting to think, you know what, you're getting a benefit from your favorite podcaster, you're getting a benefit from your favorite conference speaker, you're getting a benefit from you know your favorite author and so on and so forth. And those are good things. If you're a podcaster, if you're an author, if you're a conference speaker, and so on and so forth, you know what, give thanks to God that He's using you as a supplement to the ministry of the local church. I'll tell you at Servants of Grace, where I'm the executive director, our goal, our heart for our ministry is this. It has been for over 20 years now to be a resource to the local church. Not to take people away from the local church, but to say, hey, here's a supplement, here's additional resources to what your local church is doing. Uh, I have told uh, other pastor friends of mine, you know, I'm doing these question and answer podcasts, which I do on Servants of Grace every Thursday to help guys like you to say, here's a trustworthy resource for your people, uh, trustworthy answers that are rooted in the God's word, that are rooted in good theology from church history. And it's going to be practical. It's going to be focused on Christ to help people grow. And the Lord has continued to use that. Uh, same with our magazine, Theology for Life. Same with this podcast. It's all aimed to help you be grounded in the Word, both personally and then corporately uh, with the church. So that's what I was getting at with the quote. Uh, Christian, enjoying your favorite author, conference speaker, podcaster. It's good to the degree they are rooted in Scripture because what we've seen is is many authors, many conference speakers, even podcasters that were once solid have have drifted, and that is concerning. That's why we need to be Bereans, and I talk, talk about this a lot, Acts 17, 11. Uh, we need to search the scriptures to see if these things are so, we, we, so that we can contend once and for all delivered to the saints, Jude 3. We need to enjoy the preaching of God's word from our pastor, our shepherd. Uh, we need to be uh, sharing with our small groups about what's happening in our hearts, how they can be praying for us. And this leads me also to an important point about this whole conversation. You know, one of the things as an author that I do is when I'm writing a book, I'm, I'm sending it to one of the pastors at my local church. For my first book, I sent it to two pastors uh, when we were in California at the church we were at. They, they read every chapter, and at the end, you know, they, they didn't give any pushback or any anything because the publisher would edit it, uh, my wife would edit it, and then I would send it to them for any thoughts or any concerning 
things that they might have to, to speak into it also for my accountability. Uh, because writing books is, is a big deal. Uh, when we moved here to California, I sent it to the senior pastor of the church. Now, now that we've been here a while, I'm going to be sending it to some other guys as well uh, in our church as, as well, in addition to the senior pastor and some others. Because here's the thing. Uh, it's important not only it's important not only to have uh, input uh, from your pastor. It's important to have input from other people, uh, because you know what? Well, the one thing that I've I've said consistently over the years is this: is that you know the writer writes and the editor edits. I have seen the benefit for this uh, with especially uh, with my my wife speaking into my writing. Uh, since I started writing really, really publicly for various places since 2009. And uh, that, that's been a, such a help to me to have my wife speaking into my writing and saying, you know what, this this what you're saying here, that's not really all that clear. That's not really all that helpful. And, it, and it's not always fun to be told, hey, you know, uh, that's not as clear. Or, or you know what, uh, as often the case in a book, what I'll hear back is, you know what, that that needs to be, you need to add to that point, or there needs to be more evidence. Uh, there, was a, there was a part of my second book in chapter 9 uh, that where G3, the editor at G3 said, hey, you need to add to this. Um, and, and you know what my attitude is? My attitude is, you know what, I'm for it. Um, because I know, even as an seasoned writer, editor, and author now, um, and, and as somebody who's been teaching the Bible now for about 20 years, I know that I miss things in my, and I miss things in my writing. I miss things in my study. Uh, so even before I did this episode, I asked my wife, Hey, what are, what are some of your thoughts about this? Um, <coughs> and you can know that I'll, I'll ask other pastors and other people. So in this way, you know what? I'm being, I'm being accountable there's also people at my local church here in Oregon who who listen to this podcast. There's friends of mine that are in ministry that listen to this podcast, and and I can tell you that I'm accountable for for those things uh, to those to those people. And you know what? That's a good thing. Um, don't be afraid to pursue intentionally pursue uh, accountability. It can be uncomfortable to be told. You know what? You, you didn't explain this very well, or you weren't as that exactly as clear as, as you thought. And and the great thing is, is I do edit these. And if I catch those kinds of things, I'm editing out um, or I'm scrapping the whole episode and re-recording it. Uh, there's been some times when I'm writing an article, especially where I'm like, this is maybe uh, this is be maybe a good social media update uh, post type situation. Whereas it's not an article because all I'm doing is saying the same thing essentially the same sentence over and over again. Um, and and that is that is a lesson in self-control as well. It's a lesson in humility um, to realize, okay, the goal of our speech, Paul says in Ephesians 4.29, is to, sp- is to speak for the upbuilding of, of the people of God so that they are encouraged and grow. And Ephesians 4.15 tells us to speak the truth in love. And so what does that mean? It means that our aim should be to speak the truth, to build up other people in love uh, so that they are they are encouraged, that they are equipped, not just to hear our, our thoughts, but to grow in the grace of God. 
Uh, we need this kind of accountability. We need to be intentional about it. How are you doing at that kind of intentionality uh, with your pastor about things going on in your life? Or do you open up, if you're a guy, do you open up to other men in your local church or other men that know you for a while if you're new to that church? How are you doing at that? Are you actively seeking those things or are you just retreating and just saying, you know what, I don't really need that? Ladies, how are you doing at having older women speaking into your life? Uh, this is vital as well because Titus 2 talks about having how older how older men are to come alongside younger men and how you know older women are supposed to come alongside older uh, women and so on and so forth. This is this is Titus 2. This is supposed to be happening in our local churches. Because, see, I need you and you need me, but supremely we need Christ, and we need to help one another grow. And so enjoying your favorite author is a great thing. Authors love this. They love to hear, you know, encouraging feedback about, you know, how, you, how, you've, they've, how you've been helped by, you know, their book and so on. Uh, conference speakers, they love to hear the same thing about how you how you've been helped um podcasters they love to hear you know feedback about how you've been helped by their work and so on and that's that's a good thing as long as they're rooted in scripture that's a great thing um but still we need to emphasize in this moment of of, of the proliferation of of many many podcasts and you know so on and so forth uh, and more and more every day, we need to emphasize that these resources, articles, magazines, and podcasts, and videos, and so on and so forth, these are all a supplement to the Lord's Day preaching of your biblically qualified male local church pastor. These are these are ministries aimed to support and to buttress and to encourage the church, but they are not a replacement. Uh, for the local or a placement, I should say, to the local church. And this is this is really important because whether you're in academia, whether you're in uh, some sort of parachurch ministry, your ministry is is to aim, be aimed to equip the church not to replace the church. Uh, that means that you should yourself be a regular faithful attender, of a local church. Now, there are some qualifications. You know, there are some, you know, uh, those who have debilitating disease and and are sick. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about those people here. I'm talking about those who are healthy and able to go to church. Uh, we're not to, as Hebrews uh, tells us, we're not to forsake the assembly of the brothers. That means that, you know what, if you're a podcaster and you're a blogger and, and so on and so forth, and you're not willing to put yourself in a local church every Sunday, and you're willingly, willfully, I'll say it that way, and intentionally avoiding the local church, you need to repent because you're in disobedience against God. You know what? Our ministry is to have its aim, and that aim is, the uh, parachurch ministries are great. There can be a, a tremendous blessing. Uh, God can use them to spread the spread the gospel and make disciples. But God's principle means that He intends His plan A is not a parachurch ministry. God's principle means 
is to use the church as plan A to spread the gospel. So our parachurch ministries, and that includes being an author, a conference speaker, a podcaster, even a conference speaker, many of them are pastors, and that's great. But when they function as a conference speaker, they are not your pastor. They are not a pastor of the conference. And we need to say that because in our day, we have such a poor view of the church and the ministry of the church that we can think, people think today, I'm enjoying this, this author, this conference speaker, this podcaster, but they are not your pastor. They are not your shepherd. They may be acting in a shepherding way. They might be work, uh, functioning in a, in, a, in a way to help you grow and to shepherd you, yes, to encourage you, yes. But they are still not a local church pastor unless they are your pastor at your local church. Then they are not your pastor. And we need to say this today. We need to say it out loud and more people need to say it because we are living in a time where when and and it's and it's been going on for a long time when people just think I can go to I can go to the I can go to Starbucks, I can go to my coffee shop, I can have my Bible study, and that Bible study is my church. That Bible study at your church is not a local church. There are no there are no sacraments, for one. There's no biblically qualified pastor at your coffee shop, for two. Therefore, it's not a local church, according to the New Testament. We need to have a good understanding of the local church and we need to be part of a local church, not only for the, not only for our, our our care and for our growth and godliness, so that we can sit under the word and hear it preached and grow in godliness, but also for our accountability. You see, we need one another. We need to speak the truth and love into each other's lives. There, there's times when we you know, error and we make mistakes and we need to be corrected and we need help uh, that we need. You know, if you're an author, if you're any kind of public figure, uh, you need accountability uh, for the things that you're saying in public. You know what? Even if even if you uh, I'll tell you, I made a I, I, I said on Moody Radio uh, a, a few months ago, I made a mistake. I said there's thirty nine books in the Old Testament and twenty nine in the in the new, and you know what? Uh, I sent the episode to a few pastor friends. Like Dave, you got that wrong, you know. And, I, and we laughed, and but it, but it was good to know. Here's a brother that really cares about me, and he's gonna call me out even on making a mistake like that. How much more if I make a mistake even greater than that? He's gonna call me out on that. I need that, and you know what? The thing is, and this is where we get a little bit specific. You need that. Especially if you're gonna if you're gonna be a public figure, if you're gonna be a podcaster, if you're gonna be an author, if you're gonna be a conference speaker, if you're gonna be a blogger, you need accountability. You know, it's great to have a blog, it's great to have a podcast. Those can be tools, those can be vessels that God uses to advance the gospel. But God's first, his plan A, if you will, to use in the life of the church. For you as a Christian, God's first plan is to use the local church. So all of these resources, the podcasts, the, the books, the conferences, 
and so on and so forth. They are all great, as long as they're rooted in the Bible, as long as they're rooted in Orthodox theology. I'm I'm absolutely for them, and and they're trustworthy. And trust me, you want to be a trustworthy person. You want to be uh, the the kind of resource that is rooted in the Word and rooted in Orthodox theology that the church has taught. Because that is how, if you're a podcaster, if you're an author, if you're a blogger, that's how you're going to grow. So make sure that as you're doing podcasting, as you're authoring and blogging and so on and so forth, and I know so many of you that do listen to this and watch this show do, focus on those things. And as John MacArthur says, God will take care of the rest. He'll, he'll take care of, you know, whatever size of ministry that you're having. God already knows that. Our job is to be faithful to the Lord, faithful to use the gifts and the talents and the abilities that he has given us. And, and to be humble and to serve him with excellence all for his glory. So, friends, Let's let's focus on that in our content. Let's focus on being biblical. Let's focus on being orthodox. Let's be, focus on being local church focused. And let's give thanks to God for how he's using it. And let's enjoy. Let's enjoy it. And if we don't hear any feedback, but we know that people listen, give thanks for the one person, the, the, fi- the five people, the ten people, maybe even the hundred, or, or, or on and on and on. Give thanks to the Lord because he is, he is good. Uh, we can be thankful, and we should be thankful. By the way, that's a command in First Thessalonians 5, to give thanks in all things. So, friends, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of Equipping in Grace. And until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Equipping You and Grace podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate us on the app, and share this with your friends and family on social media. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Servants of Grace, on Instagram at Servants of Grace, or by searching at Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this episode and many others like it on the front page of our website, servantsofgrace.org.